everyone. Bob WP here, and we are back with Do The Woo episode 114. I know this last week has been kind of a flurry for you as I'm catching up on adding some extra podcasts. But uh, yes, we have a we have an exciting show today. I, I don't, you know, it's almost like I want to just skip everything and jump right into it. But I'm not going to skip everything. First of all, I have my wonderful co-host, Noel. How are you doing today, Noel? I'm doing fantastic, Bob. How about you? I'm doing good, good. It's, you know, it's that time of year, what, spring is in the air, supposedly, here and there. <laughs> and um, yeah. anyway, doing good. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, no, the, um, uh, I'm in the Netherlands, actually, to visit family. So I traveled from South Africa. I mean, typically wouldn't be a fan of that right now, but, you know, visa. So really had no choice, but the bright side is... Um, I mean, as you can see, but not others in the background, I am at the moment staying at my wonderful grandparents. I'm getting to spend some time with family, which, you know, which brings brings about fuzzy warm feelings for sure. Yeah, very cool. All righty. Well, all right. Before I get into introducing our guests, we just have um, want to thank a couple of our pod friends. Uh, first, Yith with their 100 Plugins Plus. They have a ton of plugins over there on their site, and they're all WooCommerce plugins, yes. And just want to point out their membership and subscription plugin really is a perfect solution for selling those video courses, you know, lessons, um, consultancies, uh, helps restrict member content. And with the subscriptions, recurring income, we all love recurring income. So those things go really well hand in hand. Just go to yithemes.com to check that out. And then Mode Effect. Mode Effect is a woo agency and they can help even help other agencies with their clients with conversions and revenue. It's, it's a great thing. They might be able to carry on, especially if you don't want to be in the long haul, you want to get their site built, their team can be part of your team and help clients avoid the hassle of management and training. So visit modeeffect.com. So I'd like to thank those two pod friends this week. Jonathan DeRozier, that is our guest. And we're going to start talking a little bit more about WordPress core. I think it's important that you as a builder out there know what is going on there. I mean, you do know what's going on there, but you need to stay on top of it. And Jonathan is the man with the plan. He he has his his fingers touching all this stuff over there at WordPress Core. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I, I normally ask people how they do the woo right now, but how do you do the core. No, that that's really sounds weird, but how, you know, what is your involvement with core right now? And I know you also work for Bluehost. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So, um, I'm a full-time sponsored contributor to WordPress. So, um, my team at Bluehost, there's a handful of us and we're all full-time sponsored to contribute to WordPress in some way. Uh, so for some of us, it might be helping with WordCamps. If you remember those, um, it might be, you know, helping with core, it might be helping with the hosting team, uh, whatever, whatever might interest you at the time or where, where we're needed, we kind of gravitate to and help out. Um, so my, my kind of day to day is just helping with core, uh, making sure that, you know, the tickets that come in, get the right attention, um, helping, helping the gears continue to turn. Um, as a, as a sponsor contributor, I try to spend a good amount of time handling things that are, might be a little less glamorous and you might not see as much, uh, because they're just important to kind of keep gears going and keep things moving along. And, 
um, you know, the, the contributors that have less time per week, maybe a couple hours, uh, might not be able to tackle certain things um, that have to get done. So um, that's, that's kind of my, my day-to-day, my week-to-week as far as what I, what I work on in core. Yeah. And first of all, thank you, Bluehost. Thank you for having somebody, you know, committing an entire team to core. That's, uh, that's huge. So, um, so kudos goes out to Bluehost for that. How did you get into the WordPress thing? I mean, did it just pop up into your life or is it something that you kind of eased on into just uh, maybe in a nutshell, a little bit about that journey? Yeah. Um, when I was in college, uh, I, my friend of mine said, Hey, you know, you should check this WordPress thing out. It's pretty cool. And I think it's going to be big. So, uh, I used it on a couple class projects I had to, you know, build some, some different sites. And, uh, yeah, from there it was, you know, I started building websites on the side for family members and that turned into, uh, I worked at a couple small agencies and after I graduated, um, and then after, let's see, about probably about six years ago, I shifted into um, education space. I worked for a university, and uh, then I came over to Bluehost because I was, you know, really passionate about contributing and, and open source. And I found the, you know, the perfect fit for that over as a full time contributor. Um, so as far as doing the woo, I I did the woo a while back, but it's been I'm a little rusty with my woo. Uh, I want to say that I was I was probably WooCommerce two was probably the last time I, I was I was building uh you know some customer sites on on WooCommerce. So it's been a while, but I do try to keep tabs and and test things out as uh, I see new cool things get released. Yeah, so we know that you know a lot of awesome stuff is coming up in core, and um, I you know last time the biggest release happened and say for example Gutenberg came out um I think the experience was I mean you know awesome awesome addition of functionality um but with the release also came a mixed experience for different people and um and I think that depending on how much you like following it and how much you're into it um how do I say yeah, keeping tabs on what's going on, you, I think that transition could be better for people when, you know, some awesome new functionality comes along. Um, so I'm curious, like, how can people keep tabs on what's going on? When is what coming up? Maybe start experimenting a bit in the meantime. How can I make that transition easier for themselves with everything, the awesome things that are coming up? Like, full-site editing, for example. Yeah, so I think there's different levels um, as far as keeping tabs. So, you, you know, the, at the basic level, the minimum of what you do, um, before every major release, there's a field guide that gets published. And so when there are technical changes, there'll be these posts on the Make WordPress Core blog um, called Dev Notes, and they will summarize um, basically a change that a developer needs to know about. Um, so if you're implementing anything technical on your site, you should really go to that field guide every release, which comes out about three or four weeks before the release. Um, and, you know, give the, the posts in that in that guide a, a read over, see if there's anything that might affect you. And that will that will really round up the changes that are coming um, and, and help you adjust and, and know that you're going to be safe with the next release. Um, so at the basic level, I definitely recommend doing at least that. Um, at the next level, 
you can subscribe to some of those those blogs that I mentioned, the Making WordPress Core blog. Um, as discussions are happening around changes and what changes should look like and how they should be made, uh, posts are made to that blog for feedback and asking for um, you know thoughts on what what we might be missing or what what we might have to do to change the approach. Um, so even if you spend a couple hours a week, maybe skimming through the posts that have been released over the last couple weeks, um, again that will give you a good idea of what's being discussed and what's what's kind of happening. What's where's people's heads at and what what are the goals that that are being moved towards. Um, at the at the highest level, if you're building a plugin or a theme, I recommend that you always run uh, the latest version of WordPress's like the development version in trunk or uh, through the beta tester plugin on the site that you're doing your development. Um, and what this will do is as changes are made to, to core, which changes happen almost every day, you'll have the latest changes locally and you'll be building on those latest changes. Um, so when a change happens and it affects you, you can look at the last couple of days and find the change that might be affecting your plugin or your theme. Um, and so that's always a lot easier than looking at an entire releases worth of changes and trying to figure out what, what change in that release is causing the problems. Right. Um, so you, you kind of have that full spectrum of, of, uh, attentive attention to detail that you can have. Um, if you're a team of people, you're, you're definitely better off to where you can say, Hey, you're interested in this, maybe watch over here. If you're interested in this, maybe watch the media posts, you know, and if you're into like images and stuff like that is kind of what you like to, to focus on. Um, you can, you can kind of assign these niches for everybody to kind of look around and, and just report back to the team. If they, they see something coming through that might affect uh, the plugin or wh whatever you may be building. Is there any, um, I was just going to really quickly interject. Is there any uh, advice you can give to navigating WordPress Slack as far as kind of keeping on top of things? Because I know there's lots of things going in there and I, I watch a lot of different channels and to tell you the truth, I'm not a developer. So, you know, a lot of the stuff absolutely makes no sense to me, but I try to ingest it and pull some sense out of it. But how how can people, what, what's your tips for navigating the Slack channel? Sure. Yeah. And, and there's probably... There's about 60 something components, I think, in core. Uh, and a component is just like a section of core that people maintain. Um, and probably probably 20 or so of them have regular meetings. So there's there's something for everybody to find that, um, you know, maybe you, uh, you, you, your WooCommerce product is big on multi-site installs. There's multi-site meetings and, and things to that nature. Awesome. So... Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit more about the things that are coming up in core that you are exciting, excited about that people should know about? Maybe, you know, I just mentioned full site editing, but maybe some people listening to this episode are not familiar with that yet. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to talk about anything other than full site editing, right? Because it's kind of the <laughs> of big thing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess a, a, a small thing that's coming is that the media team is working on uh, supporting some newer image formats. So right now they're looking at WebP. Um, if you use something like Jetpack, Photon, they convert your images to WebP and they serve them through their CDN. Yes. Um, it's, it's a much more performant image format. And so the media team is looking at how that can be added to core so that you can upload WebP images and 
have optimated images. So that's that's another thing that's not full site editing to kind of take keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, full site editing is a lot of people are familiar with the customizer that's been in core for quite a while. And if you're not, it's basically a way to visually edit the parts of your website. So um, you go into the customizer, you see your site, and you can click on the menu and you can edit the items in the menu and so on. Um, but full site editing is meant to be across the whole site and using the block editor. So that block editor experience that you've you've come to love and hopefully that you've come to, to use a lot in your projects, um, that's, that's now going to be able to edit your header on your website or your footer on your website um, and, and so on from there. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about that because I think about back in my days in the agency, my agency time, and, you know, we would spend time creating a meta box that would allow you to put an image somewhere special outside of the content and have it display a certain way and things of that nature. And I, I'm excited to see what people do when those kind of things that you do on every site, because you, there really wasn't a good way to accomplish that previously. Um, when you give that power to the users themselves, what are these people, these implementers that are building plugins and themes, what are they going to spend their time on instead? And what else are they going to be able to build to to further harness the block editor and make things, um, you know, more more of a powerful experience for the user and for the site owner that that manages the site? Um, a good example of that is there's a new block coming that's called the query block, and the query block was basically just uh, you you drop it into your your page and you can select the post type and maybe the category that you want to display. Um, how many things, things of that nature. And that's something that you used to have to be able to go in and into your theme. You'd have to know what a WP query object was, how to write a query to the database and through that object, and then how to actually display those posts that you get from the database. Um, but now if any user can do that, that's, that's really great. And that's really powerful. Um, so you can have unique landing pages. You can make a new landing page every week and you could display a certain category of products on there. Um, you could use a checkout block underneath that and then you could have a one, one page landing page for a specific product or a sale or something like that. Um, and I, I think that's really exciting because, you know, it, it's scary at this at, at, at the same time because some people have this uh, business model that they've built around doing those things. Um, but I'm interested to see how people adapt and how people fill the time with other things uh, and, and, and build other things. I, I like to call it the fun stuff, right? You get that the minutiae out of the way that you do all the time, and then you get to focus on the fun stuff of what you're going to build and, and how you're going to enhance that. Yes, and um, what I'm what I'm personally excited about is, um, you know, I would love to play with. Um, so I know you can I know you can use it for the headers and the footers, but you can also edit templates right with the uh, block editor. And I mean that's major because you know up until now people had to know PHP to be able to do things like that, and now this is going to open up to a whole new group of users, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And those templates you can edit them once, and it will change everywhere. So. You know, maybe you have your template for a store page and you add a banner at the top for a sale or something like that. And you do it once and it would go to every page and 
you know, it's, it's really just cuts down on the, on a having to involve a developer, you know, which is scary to developers, but again, you get to focus on some other stuff now and, and B it's just, it saves you time. It's, it's just easy. Um, you know, you could schedule, you could probably schedule things in the future where the banner will show up for a little while and then disappear. Um, these are all things that, you know, are being explored that are, are very, very exciting to, to be able to see what people are going to do with them. So in that same line, kind of looking at block patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can think of um, the block patterns for anyone that doesn't know is a predefined group of blocks that you can drop into any post. And then, so maybe you might have like a gallery block with, um, you know, a contact form below it for whatever you might use it for. And you would be able to drop that into any post to use. Um, with the site templates, it's the same idea, but it's a group of blocks for a layout or a section on a website. Um, and so those, you can kind of think of, of how those maybe it's um, in, in the Woo perspective, you would have a product uh, product listing with the query block and then a checkout form. So maybe that's your site template that you're able to, to put into different pages and list your categories. And it's really, there's no limit to what you could what, what you could define your templates as on your projects. Yeah, and also um, the patterns, I would really recommend people take it for a spin because honestly, when I first heard about patterns and I briefly saw something about, you know, doing your making your own uh, custom patterns, I thought, well, you know, surely that's going to be majorly complex. But what I found was when I actually took the time to do it, it was surprisingly straightforward. You know, it was very quick to do and um, lovely to experiment with. I made some custom patterns for uh, for my client for like a standard uh, a page and for their tutorial posts and, you know, made a video and then off they go. They're totally empowered with that, um, which is awesome. It allows them to for them to do so much more and have me involved less. And um, and I'm actually fine with that because there's always basically more to do, like you say, the fun stuff. And the client loves being empowered and loves not being a, not having to involve a developer for every little change that they want to make so they can move faster too. So, hey, if my client is happy, then I'm happy, you know. There will always be things that that they can't do themselves and that they will need you for. Sure. Yeah. And there are, there's always going to be people that don't want to do it themselves either. So, you, you know, you might have a client like that and um, I have, I have a freelance client and they don't want to update their content. They just send me what they want to change and I change it. Right. So people like that are always going to want someone to be there to do these things for them. So um, that, that, that's not completely going away and that probably never will go away but it's going to change a little bit. And so it's how do we adapt and how do we add new services to our offerings and how do we adjust our plugins to um, allow our users to take better, better advantage of these, of these features. Yeah. Which leads into the opportunities for builders, these extensions, even, you know, with the um, block based themes, you know, I mean, with everything kind of combined, it's going to be incredible what they're able to do and what they're able to offer creating products at the same time they're quivering and getting jittery and thinking, Oh my God, is the world going to explode because all this stuff is happening and everything they have going so far in place and they need the Jonathan, you know, pill 
to to calm them down and <laughs> to uh, to alleviate the crisis they're feeling. <laughs> I'm going to trademark that. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of building it up a lot there, but you know, there is that tension. But what advice or what what can you share that will kind of help them? You know, um, make this this transformation easier or or not stress them out. Sure. I, I would say just don't be afraid of it. Have an open mindset. It's important to remember that when this gets into core, uh, full site editing, which is probably 5.8, um, that's currently being discussed and the decision makers are, are testing it out and making sure that it's ready to go. Um, when it does come out, it's not getting turned on for everybody. So every site is not getting full site editing right away. Um, the theme has to support it and the site has to support full site editing. So don't don't be afraid because even if it goes out, it doesn't mean that you're immediately going to be affected by it. There's always going to be the early adapters that want to try it out and want to use it. And so you might have to, to consider it for that. Um, but we also understand that it's there's a learning curve. There's a big learning curve here. And so um, this kind of, it, it makes paying attention a little more important because there's going to be a lot of training resources that gets published leading up to the release of full site editing. Um, if you haven't gone to learn WP, I recommend you go there. It's a, a kind of like uh, WordCamp TV where all the WordCamp videos get posted, but just for um, workshop type videos online. Um, and there's going to be a lot of things posted there to help you learn how to uh, this, this stuff already, how to use blocks, how to write blocks, um, there's going to be stuff for how to use full site editing, how to make your theme use full site editing. You know, what do you need to know? Um, we have, I, I know that there's a whole list of, of ideas for Learn WP as far as, as educating um, site owners and users are, are planned. So keep an eye out for those. Um, but yeah, I just don't be scared. Be ready to learn. Be ready to try it out. Um, if you're testing every day in building in your development environment with that that checkout or the latest nightly of, of WordPress, um, when it does land, you'll be able to turn it on. You can already turn it on if you download the Gutenberg plugin and turn it on. Um, there's also a theme called TT1, which is uh, a, a version of the 2021 theme that supports full site editing. Um, so you can go and turn that on today and and start playing around with it and getting a feel for it and see how it is. Um, it might change slightly. Certain things might get polished and refined. Um, but the the extent of the experience is gonna is gonna stay pretty similar. Um, so it's a great time to go and download the Gutenberg plugin and that theme and and kind of get in and get your feet wet and see maybe it just works with your plugin. Maybe it works on your sites, you know, maybe, uh, you need to redo a few things or reparts. And um, and again, because it's not turned on right away, you could still work on it and push out an update uh, and have dual support, you know, for with or without. And then as your customers start to turn it on, they'll, oh, it, it works right away for, for me on, on full site editing. Cool. Now, you are acquainted with WooCommerce. You worked with it a bit. And from... Outside looking in, and you've touched on this a bit already, where do you really see the opportunities for the Woo Builder with all these new things coming to core? I, I think I mentioned one a little earlier with the query block um, and how that block could really enhance store owners' 
ability to just make landing pages really quickly, have a sale, take advantage of some viral thing that's going on. Um, so I, I definitely think that there are ways to use these blocks, these core blocks that are being built um, for different marketing aspects and different uh, to, to reach different sales goals. Um, what they are, that's uh, there's other people that are much better at that than I am. And uh, it's one of the things I look forward to seeing how people uh, use that. But I also think that, you know, WooCommerce has come a long way since when I would build uh, stores on it. And I do think it's getting easier and easier for people to manage really complex websites uh, and, and stores on. And so I, I think that all of this paired together, it's kind of creating this perfect storm of enabling people to uh, create online stores that they can, maybe they make jewelry in their basement, or maybe they, uh, you know, make signs and, you know, they're tired of going on to online stores like Amazon and selling on Etsy or something of that. They want to own their own store and they want to own their own business. Um, and so this, this is really great to enable people to do that. Um, and the world climate aside, uh, you know, you add that in and people, more and more people might need to find an alternate way to make a living. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to hear some stories of how people use these tools to, um, to, to get by and to find a new, a new job that they're passionate about and, and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. I find it incredible. The stories that I hear, they are so incredibly empowering from, you know, people, like you say, with the, the climate that the world is in, people going from, I actually don't know what to do about this now to, um, you know, with all this extra spare time diving into this and experimenting, you know, experimenting with WordPress and Woo and, and building something up for themselves. And I can definitely see how the full site editor can just, you know, add this beautiful lay on top of that and, yeah, enable them to do so much more without getting a developer on board or without having to go um, uh, uh, to a almost a rent your site model, you know, where they can own their content, where they can be in control. I find that really beautiful. And for the implementers, it's it, it might just be a sit back time period where you kind of look and you see what this new group of people are, what their problems are, what where are their pain points, what are they having issues with? And then just looking for those right opportunities to uh, to hop into. Um, so it, it might take a while to recognize where you might fit in in this in this new full site editing time, um, but I have no doubt that there's going to be a bunch of a bunch of really cool areas that you can dive into and and have an impact in. And I imagine from their own customers, they'll they'll be hearing a lot of feedback that will give them hopefully ideas of how to, you know, either whether it's a new product or service or an existing one, how they can even make it better. And I, I, I always think it's interesting when we look at this stuff and thinking, you know, we're making it easy and easier for the user, but for anybody building sites, that's such an advantage where you can easily sell it when, you know, okay, somebody wants something. Yeah. This is too small of a job for me. But do you realize that? And it almost gives, especially site designers and even shop owners, um, I mean, shop designers, more of an advantage to say, you know, this is what you can do now. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And that gives your 
that person a good feeling because their experience with you was still, you know, positive. And yeah, you know, there's always that chance their site's going to grow, especially if it's a shop and they can always, they'll think, oh, you know, so-and-so really helped me back then and got me started, just giving me some good advice. And now, you know, I, I need their help. I need to go back to them and say, you know, I'm ready to take this next step because I want to really grow this out. And I, I think sometimes builders don't think of it, you know, especially site builders don't always think of it that way. They just get stressed out because it's not another job for them, but it does open an opportunity for them to build a kind of a small relationship there and just leave a good taste in that potential client's mouth. Sure. And and maybe your opportunity here is just that you're a firewall between the site owner and core and you're taking that information. And when they come to you with questions, you're you're prepared to answer it. Um, you know, you can be that insurance where it's like you pay some, some people just like the pay to know there's someone there to help them. Yes. And so if you're following these changes and even if you're not getting paid directly to keep up with this and try it out and learn how it works, um, there's opportunities there to be support for, for site owners that, you know, they're going to hear about this from someone else and then, oh my God, they might be panicking. Like, what, what does this mean for me? Am I going to have to spend all this money now? And you can kind of step in and be like, hey, well, well yes, yeah, you might have to spend a little money, but um, we're, we know how to, how to adapt this to your site. We're ready to go. We, we already know how this works. Um, and so you can be that, you know, that, that calming force over there. We'll go back to that. So to wrap this up, I'm thinking, is there any testing opportunities on the horizon or kind of this, I, I mean, you talked about it a lot, but that people can really dive into over the next, you know, period of weeks or whatever, as we go through this process. Yeah, so definitely I, I recommend starting with, like I said, the plugin, the Gutenberg plugin and the TT1 theme. Um, I think there's two or three, maybe four other themes that support full site editing right now in the theme directory. Um, there, once a decision is made, whether um, the project leads feel that full site editing is ready to go, it's going to be merged into WordPress core. And uh, that way it can be tested inside core and, and and things can get polished and we can find bugs. Um, so when that happens, using the beta tester plugin um, is a way to download what's called the nightly. So every night the, the new changes in WordPress get rolled up into this nightly version um, and it will update your development site. Um, so then you can actually turn off the Gutenberg plugin and you could just use the nightly version. It would be included in in that version um, as we as we polish that and the Gutenberg team works through any issues that get found. Um, but yeah, I, I, I recommend, you know, maybe you have uh, a, a defined set of plugins that you install on almost all of your websites. Um, set up a local installation or a test site and put those plugins on it and then activate the Gutenberg plugin and a full site editing theme and just see what happens. Maybe nothing breaks. Maybe things work really well. Um, you know, maybe just this one specific block that you have that lists products or uh, has a checkout page or something like that. Uh, maybe that has an issue, um, but this will help you start to see the potential issues that you might encounter uh, with, with these with this new feature as it as it comes in, because it is a big change. And I don't want to say there won't be pain points because you're, you're going to find things that might be a little sticky for you, um, but you also might be pleasantly surprised in what doesn't have issues and. Um, I, I think it will help you 
have an expectation of what what's going to be coming. Yeah, and also if and when uh, uh, if or when people discover issues, um, they can also you know be part of this wonderful ecosystem that we have, and you know let like if you're um, putting this putting these these plugins on your on your local installation to test them with full site editing and you're discovering that hey your favorite plugin has a bug with this there you know check with check with the developer whether they're aware of it or you know if not you're helping them create a better product and um that's awesome too exactly you know i think some people think oh i don't want to be saying hey you know this isn't working and stuff but also like noel said you know these they can't be on top of every variable in every situation so it, it's good I've, I've always reached out uh privately you know don't do it on twitter publicly you don't have to tell everybody in the world <laughs> yes exactly and if it's in the and if it's in the repository you know check like what tickets are open but if it's something that you can't find yeah just you know communicate communicate what you experienced and how they can reproduce it and stuff. And uh, yeah, they'll be grateful because some plugin developers have big teams that can really stay on top of this and some have smaller teams and they might be a bit slower. So if you can help them, then I think that's really great. And it, it's kind of the blessing and the curse of WordPress, right? The the blessing of WordPress is you can run the installation however you want with whatever plugins you would want, with whatever <laughs> theme, whatever custom code you want, right? But that's also a curse because then new things come out and you have all these plugins, all these themes, and so you have to make sure they work well together. Um, and the teams that work on the new features in WordPress, they can do research, they can do planning, and they can try to anticipate how... Uh, where the issues come up and what they are. Um, but a lot of times you can't really anticipate what will come up in the real world. And so any testing you can do and any bugs that you report are very much appreciated because, you, you know, the team's doesn't matter how big the team is, unless you're out there using it to do real world things. Um, mm. There's there's issues that would never be discovered. Um, so I'm, I can confidently say nobody will ever be uh, taken back that you're reporting bugs or, or, or problems that you find. Excellent. Well, we don't want everybody reporting every bug to Jonathan <laughs> here, but if people just want to connect with you or, you know, just possibly have a chat or whatever, what's the best way to connect with you? Sure. I'm, I'm Desrosej, D-E-S-R-O-S-J on Twitter. Um, and that's my username pretty much everywhere in the Slack and WordPress.org. Um, you know, you can always, if you have a question about full site editing, you can, you can send me a DM. I might not know the answer, but I can at least push you in the right direction. Um, if you have a bug in WordPress, you can go to uh, WordPress track. If you Google track, T-R-A-C, that's the best place to report a bug for WordPress. If you have a block editor uh, bug that you want to report, you can head over to the Gutenberg GitHub repository. Um, so those are, those are, great places to reach out with bugs or to reach out to me. Perfect. All righty. Well, this has been excellent as I knew it would be. And it's a great kickoff to, um, yeah, let's bring in more people from WordPress core to really help everyone keep on top of this, including myself and Noel. 
So <laughs> this is good stuff. Just want to thank my pod friends one last time, Modeffect. Partner up with Modeffect and let them help keep your clients running smoothly in the long term at Modeffect.com and Yith. To complement the membership and subscription plugin I talked about, they also have a dynamic pricing plugin that allows you to create your own Amazon Prime like benefits and discounts for your members or for your client members. So that's it. And yeah, we are good to go. Another great show. Um, Noel's hanging in there with me. I'm so glad you're <laughs> you're continuing and, and showing up. That's always a positive thing on my side. And Jonathan, uh, yeah, I'd like to just thank you one last time for coming on and uh, sharing all this stuff. Yeah, thank you again for having me. It's been, uh, I've had fun and it's always good to uh, kind of remove the curtain from core a little bit and, and give some people yes. some guidance on how they can better kind of keep their ear to the ground and, and know what's coming. Thanks so much for doing that, Jonathan. <laughs>